All of a sudden, uh, I was looking for my cigarette and I just saw it on the back. Can you? Obsessed <laughs> with pie, this girl. <laughs> Can't get her away from pies. So, do you want to. Come wanna... back every time, there's just more pie. <laughs> so, yeah. Mad. So, yeah. Um, welcome Flooded to. with pie. Shut up! Welcome to uh, Queercast. I am Robin, and for once, I'm not the one talking too much. Uh-huh. No, that time it is me, Kira, talking too much. So, you know, we're going to switch roles, perhaps. Except not really, because in a bit, she will start talking too much again. There's a bit I am going to start talking too much at, but that's that's a bit later. It's the one which is legally binding, which we have uh, notes yeah. of things we're talking about, and one we, of them is legally binding. We have a list. <laughs> we have a list of subjects. Would it's you not like, really professional this time. Would you like to pick something from the list? Never mind the fact that this is take two of this podcast. Um, okay, that one's one you put on for a joke. <laughs> is that the girl who forgets one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you forgot what you want to talk about? It's there. Shall we start with the rubbish documentary? Oh, um, Young Trans and Looking for Love. Yes. So do you want to explain a bit about this documentary? It's a documentary that was on the 23rd of November, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was on BBC Three, which is British Broadcast... Broadcast uh, British Broadcasting Company? Yeah. For those of you not... I don't know if it was shown on BBC America in America, for those of you Probably not in England. Not, it's short. <laughs> yeah, but it's the sort of shit that cis normal oh shit i said normal people <laughs> like non-cool people like good <laughs> saved it yeah. <laughs> but like i was a little worried on the first take of this podcast where we managed to offend some people <laughs> Sorry, I'm just but a- now we're just going for everyone all at once but no yeah it was um about this it might be in America, actually. It was about a trans couple in America and this other couple in the UK. And they were trying to match make this couple in the UK. So they were like this unique couple in America, uh, which, you know. So, yeah. What was the issues that you, because I didn't even watch it. Like I read the description of the documentary and I was like, that sounds like the worst documentary ever made about trans people. I watched like um the first five-ish minutes, like basically five minutes it was under just under five minutes i watched but um no uh, the bit i made a joke about earlier was one of the the thing that made me turn it off was the phrase um and these two with their unique love story and it's like past trans people throw a yeah were they like wait hang on the premise of the show is like one trans couple is trying to set up another trans couple yeah <laughs> their unique love yeah okay but no, it's like, there's, I mean, obviously it's hard to have a complete count of a country's population, but the estimate uh, estimate is there's 320 million plus people currently in America. So you're telling me out of them 320 like plus million people in America, they're the only two trans couple that have ever dated. Yeah, sounds right to me, Robin. I can't think of, you know, I try and think of trans people I know who have dated other trans people. It's, uh, I mean, I've dated... It's t- none at all, isn't it? It's never happened. I've dated two... Never happened, Robin. I've dated two trans girls. Does that make me, like, double unique? <laughs> but no, yeah, um... Basically, and that's, like, it spoke about... Oh, it was just... I don't want to... I don't want to talk to... In the first take of this, I literally spoke about this for half an hour, and I don't really want to do that. But now, um, I think the biggest problem was it just it was so much like made 
because it made us sound so rare, which mm-hmm. creates this massive problem that it makes us into this other community. It, yes, a lot of the language and phrases they use are like commonly used phrases by cis people who have never met or interacted never, with never trans think people they've met before. a trans person. Well, exactly. There's so many trans people that go stealth that they probably have. Well, I mean, true, but yeah, who have never like have no uh, any experience of trans people mm. to their knowledge, and like were clearly quite ignorant on the subject. Yeah, like making trans people out to be magical, mystical unicorns, for example. And the problem is, when you turn us into this other, like any uh, minority group, and you turn them into another, it just creates this sort of environment where there's so much hostility, or allows for so much hostility, and that is very dangerous to any community which you do that to. And yeah, just it's really sort of fucking scary that the BBC, who are quite a professional company, and have done some very good trans stuff, like um, Boy Meets Girl, the TV show. That's really well, show, really show. well done, made by the BBC as well. So it's quite just. Wow, it's... I mean, I don't want to disparage the show too much, but it's kind of just an all right show that does trans people well, mm. which is like well, amazing. But my point is, it's done trans. The BBC have done trans people well, so it's really disappointing to see them suddenly like go back thirty fucking years. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you try and envision an organisation just one clear person with one clear goal. You mean it's not just one group of five people? No, actually, the BBC <laughs> hires, I'd say, upwards of a dozen people. <laughs> well, so. I thought after they got rid of Blue Peter, there was only like six of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did downscale <laughs> Anyway. But um, I'm going to pick a subject now, see if you... Do you want to do some of the nerd shit? Yeah, yeah actually, I want to do the big one, which is Legally Blinded. Oh, okay. Are we not going to, like, work our way into it first? No, because I really want to talk about this. Okay. I'm super hyped. We did decide on the order before the podcast, so we're still not. <laughs> but now, um, for those of you that don't know, and I'm not going to mention anything about the trailer in case no people want to avoid it, but um, there's a new trailer out for the Star Wars movie coming up soon. People, including me. Yes, Kira does not want to know about the trailer. So the trailers, trailers are all. I have I trailers. It's a waste of your time. I have just ruined the movie. I have a theory about the new, uh, uh, about the one of the plot things from the new Star Wars movie, and I love like theorizing about films before they come out. I love hype culture; it's something I'm really invested in. But I have a theory about who Kylo Ren is, the um dude with the stupid lightsaber. I don't know any of their names. That's Who's his stormtrooper one. Uh, Ren. Why is one called Kylo Ren? One called Ren? No, it's R I N and I E N, and Kylo Ren is his Sith name. You know, like Darth Sidious and all that. And Darth Vader. I just just given characters very distinctive names, not made two of them basically the same. But no, yeah, I'm, that's I, just me. That's just what I do. But I have a theory who Kylo Ren is, and I'm basically gonna... I'm saying I can make Star Wars better than they made it. And um, I'm not going to mention anything from the trailer, obviously, because like I said, I'm not mentioning it. But I had a slight theory about this, and this trailer seems to have just confirmed my theory. So I'm going to tell you everything I was going on before the trailer came out, which is exclusively stuff from episodes five and six. Um, in episode 5, for those of you that don't remember, there's a training scene where Luke is being trained by Yoda on Dagobah. Classic. It is a classic scene. But I love Yoda in the old films as well. I do. Just crazy. It's brilliant. But, um, if you remember right, there's a scene where, I can't remember, I can't, I'll be paraphrasing because I haven't seen that film in quite a while, but Yoda says something along the lines of, if you leave here, then you'll be given into your emotion, and that leads to the dark side. And then Luke fucks off anyway. 
to say, and then, you know, he gets his arm cut off, he gets angry at Darth Vader, and then in episode six, the only way he beats, um, he then gives in to the Dark Side when he tries to strike down the Emperor, he then gives in to the Dark Side again, and lunges at Darth Vader when he mentions he's gonna hurt his sister, and then, when Darth Vader is attacking him, Luke loses, uh, gets really angry and cuts off Darth Vader's hand with his anger, so to me, this is what I'm basing my theory on, Luke is headed down the path to the Dark Side, and I'm gonna quote Yoda again from episode six this time, once you start down the path to the dark side, you'll, um, you'll be on it forever, or something like that. Basically, oh, yeah. he says you can't get off the path to the dark side. And when Luke went into the Cave of Fear, um, basically, the cave Luke goes in in episode 5 shows you what's inside your your soul or whatever. It's like materialises, you know, your worst fears and part of you and all that. And Luke sees himself as Darth Vader. And, oh, wow. yeah... <laughs> That indicates that Luke has the potential of going down the dark side like uh, his father before him. So, wait, when you go down the dark side, you, that's it, you're dark side. Pretty much forever. because it's just anger and, like, you know, negativity, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a metaphor for depression and other mental sort of things like that. Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong here, Robin. From what I remember of the sixth movie, there's that bit where that Darth Vader character picks up the Empire and chucks him off the edge. No. This is my theory. He didn't. He didn't come back to the light side. I have a theory about this as well. Oh. Darth Vader didn't defeat the Emperor using the dark side. Uh, he uh, defeated the Emperor using the dark side forces. Darth Vader tried to kill the Emperor about three times. He just failed. But um, does he did he didn't do it for any good reason? He did does basically in the Jedi Order. Emotions are bad. You've got to the reason it takes so long and you have to train somebody from like three or four. It's because you have to teach them to ignore all of their emotions. Emotions are like, you're not allowed to focus on emotions as a Jedi. Okay, Even no good... Jedi are qualified psychiatrists. Let's get that out of the way first. Because that sounds like a terrible idea. Pretty much. And the Why it's... do they keep going to the dark side? We keep telling them to just shut down all emotion and become just hollow human beings. Basically... And they keep turning to the dark side. I can't it make... makes no sense. Look up the Jedi Creed on... I can't remember it exactly, but if you look it up, it says emotions are bad because emotions allow you to get attached to things. Attached to things then lead you to become invested in them, and when they become endangered, you then become protective, angry, vengeful. It, emotion leads to the dark side, so the Jedi try to calm their minds so they see clearer of emotion. And Luke hasn't done that. But if they have Aiden... no emotion, for what purpose are they clearing their mind? Because they're doing it and they want to protect people through a Why do they want to protect people? Why does Spock want to protect people? He's completely logical. Because he's not completely logical, clearly. But no. You have to have some investment in something in order to do anything. But no, yeah, I have a theory that Luke is going to turn to the dark side, and this leads me into the fact that there's two Sith that have been confirmed to be in this. One of them we know is the Master, who's the Commander dude. I forgot his name. And the other one is Kylo Rin, who is the Jedi... Uh, not Jedi, Sith warrior. And I have a theory that because there's only two confirmed, and I think Luke is going to the dark side, Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker. Okay, so there's some exciting nerd theories for all you nerds who care. Uh, it's your turn to pick a subject. <sighs> I feel like the top subject there would follow on nicely. BVS trailer, Batman. Let's just get it all out of the way. All you. <laughs> also, fangirl. okay, I'm going to do this one because I'm a massive nerd fangirl. Um, I'm a massive. Um, Batman nerd, like my name Robin didn't come from the obvious place. <coughs> Stephanie Brown. <laughs> yeah, the female one called Stephanie Brown. But no, um, the BBS trailer came out, Batman v Superman, and it... Uh, the third one, because apparently we need, like, three trailers now for a movie, 
and then trailers for the trailers. It's but this, ridiculous. This, you nerds ruin everything. I reckon that Lex Luthor knows who Batman and Superman are. I reckon Batman and Superman know who they are. And I reckon that the the bit when we see Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman unite at the end of the uh, trailer is going to be the end of the film. And that's going to lead and directly to the Justice League movie, which is going to start with a massive fight scene. I reckon Not that ju- scene's going to be at the end of the film too, because I've watched the trailer and it tells you the plot of the film. <laughs> I know the plot of the film now. I don't have to go see the film. It's an awesome trailer. Trailers. How do you not get super hyped for this shit? Because now I know the plot of the film and it's not worth watching the film. You see, I've seen all the most awesome bits. I know what the plot is. Also, um, in the comic books, su- um, not Superman, Clark Kent. I suppose Superman, then. <laughs> um, I'm going to blow your mind. Right, Robin. They're actually the same person. Clark Kent has a really limp handshake because, you know, it's the whole Clark Kent is a wimpy, sort of weak character, and that's his disguise, not so much the disguise is his disguise. Like, his character is the disguise, not his disguise, if you know what I mean. And, um... Well, I mean, no, that makes no sense. But it, please continue. <laughs> So, um, in the comic books, Clark Kent has a purposely really limp handshake. And in the trailer, this is just a really weak theory, but it's a theory I have. When Lex Luthor shakes his hand... That's what you nerds do. And when Lex Luthor shakes... You look at this one frame of the trailer. You'll see this, which definitely can only mean this. uh, If you actually... One frame, I do have something I want. Oh my god, she actually has something for one frame of the trailer. I'm putting a pin in this. But um, when Lex Luthor shakes Clark's hand... I reckon that Clark did his limp handshake shit, and when Lex Luthor said, oh, that's a strong handshake, you shouldn't start a fight with this guy, he's telling Superman he knows who he is. So yeah, this is like a scene near the start of the trailer, mm. where um, Bruce, Bruce, Lex, and Clark are all meeting. Uh, Bruce Wayne meets Clark Ken, and they sort of have a dick measuring <laughs> contest, basically. It's very Bad boring. Dick. It's very <laughs> boring to watch, to be honest. It's but awesome no, to watch. They're also talking a bit about... Um, because Clark Kent's in the press, isn't he? Yeah, he's a reporter. Uh, he has my. He wants the job I like. Well, that Batman, he's a bit of a vigilante, and it's like his vigilante justice good. Shouldn't we be <laughs> dealing with this stuff? He's a bit and of a vigilante. Like, if you don't mind, I need to go and be a vigilante in a blue and red costume. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is what our good friend Bruce Campbell is called. But yeah, it seems to be setting up the film to sort of hopefully sort of examine issues around like personal liberty and government power and like I don't reckon they're gonna do that. I reckon that's gonna be one for Civil War, the Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean that's also a film of Civil Wars. It's almost as if it's a interesting issue to tackle at the moment, personal liberty versus D C tends to go on what stupid grit it? rather than real grit. <laughs> anyway, can I take this pen out now and talk about this one thing? No, I want to talk about Lex Luthor now, because I was talking about how they were all like, oh, I'm Batman. Oh, I'm Fine, Superman. but the pin's staying there. We're and not... then Lex comes across, and he's um, not being a bit of a dick, basically. He- he's always been a bit... like, And the character of Lex Luthor is, he's human. Like, he's not super-powered, he's not super-strong, but he's super-smart. Like, he I makes don't... shit. But in that scene, he doesn't come across as uh, a twat with the with an ego the size of the planet. Unlike Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. In that scene. I watched the Avengers, the first one again so last I was, night. I thought that was quite nice, and it looks like Lex Luthor might be an interesting character. I also like the way that Lex Luthor seems to be because he obviously wants to defeat Superman because he's Lex Luthor. Like uh-huh. that's you know the first thing he mentions on his Tinder profile. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um. 
I have a. You're getting further and further away from the microphone. You're just inching back like we're scared of it. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, audience. But no, um, I have a theory that because Lex Luthor wants to be Superman, he's setting them up to fight. And I like the way that Lex Luthor isn't actually somebody that's going to fight. He's going to be somebody behind the scenes manipulating everyone. You see, Robin, I also have that theory because I watched the trailer and it tells you the plot of the film. <laughs> Can I take this pen out yet? Go on, take the pen out. <laughs> Now, um, if you pause the trailer, there's a one scene where somebody puts down a newspaper. Um, I'm presuming it's Lois Lane, but that's really unimportant. She was like a good character, wasn't she, in Man of Steel? Yeah. I forget. But um, if you pause, and there's a headline in the paper, and it mentions that Gotham City's been polluted, um, putting loads of waste into the water, and that um, people are getting pissed off at it and stuff, and I reckon that's how Aquaman's going to be introduced. Pollution going into the ocean, he's going to come to Gotham to be like, Oi, what's all this fucking poison you're pumping into me house? So what's the deal with Aquaman? He's like somehow a cool character. Do you know Thor is like God of Thunder and shit? Uh-huh. This is this guy's God of the Ocean. Like he uh-huh. can control waves, dolphins, I suppose, like clownfish. And his whole thing is, hey, don't litter. <laughs> don't, no, litter. Just don't do it in the ocean. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. Sure, that'll make for very interesting, yeah. Also. Moral dilemmas and conflict. Also, like, the only place he's kind of good at fighting on in land is Manhattan, because it's surrounded by water. <laughs> if he's in, like, the desert, to be honest, he's a bit screwed. Yeah. That's kind of where he falls flat, because, you know, lightning, you can be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, Sky or... Everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Ocean? Ocean's like, wow, it's in 70% of everywhere. But also, no one else is there. Like, Aquaman is a cool character, and they've done him really well in the comic books, but... It's going to take a good director to do him well in the movie. And we'll see, we'll see what they do. Considering, they do considering Gotham is, well, Gotham is pretty much a really gothic Manhattan. So um, I reckon they're going to have Aquaman and Doomsday and you know, that Justice League fight Doomsday in Gotham because of the surrounding watery bits. Well, it's that or the <laughs> other location in the DC universe. Isn't There's it? quite a few. I forgot the name. Where's the Flash come from? I forgot the name of it. No, that's Superman. Metropolis. And Smallville, that's another place in DC. Metropolis. Good naming, by the way. Gotham, it's that really gothic city. Metropolis, it's that really big city. Small, uh, Smallville, it's that really small village. <laughs> we need the... Someone Superman, like in his teenage years, to start out in a small village. Any ideas for names, writers? <laughs> the Smallville. Smallville. <laughs> it's, it's impossible, we can't come up with one. <laughs> So, dum dum dum. We've done done quite a bit of this actually. Oh yeah, um, because we're still on comic books. Do you want to talk about uh, Jesse Rose Parks Jones? Yes, or Jessica Jones, as it's actually known, <laughs> not just what you thought it was for some weird reason. Uh, earlier, we were, when we were putting it on, I said, "Do you want to put on Jessica?" And then I forgot her surname, so I was like, "Jessica Rose? No, Jessica Parks? No." Uh, Jessica Jones. <laughs> it's alliterative. How can you, you know? But like now, all superheroes, it's same letter for first name, same letter for second or, name. Or, you know, a surname that's going to decide their future, like Victor Von Doom or uh-huh. um, Kilgrave, which is uh, <laughs> a bad one from Jessica Jones. I mean, he scared me more than any villain in, like, the recent superhero, like, media. It's not include terrible. Like, and mate, also like a metaphor for abusive relationships. So beautifully done, by the way. That's going to be an issue for you, by the way. 
yeah, definitely, this has... It's sort of a stand-in, because it's not directly relating to abusive relationships, but it kind of is. Uh, it's sort of a stand-in, but then they were in an abusive relationship as well, so... Yeah. But also there's, like, some superpowers going on, so it kind of is a bit fantasy, but it's also kind of... Because he can, like, convince people to do whatever he wants just by talking to them. That's just... That's not even Kilgrave's superpower, that's just David Tennant's superpower. Like, he's that charming. Uh, he's a pretty charming <laughs> guy, to be fair. You know, if David Tennant told you to jump out the window, I mean, you'd heavily consider it because David Tennant decided to jump out a window. must have a good reason, though, right? <laughs> he seems so nice. He seems so nice. <laughs> anyway, so this Kilgrave character, terrifying. The most terrifying character. The introduction ever. in episode two, I have fucking... Oh, yeah, you don't like see him till the end of episode two, and then you don't really see. Him no, you don't see him. him. You see, you see him, but you don't ever you see, see him his in face. Silhouettes at the end the, of episode two. The first time you see him is when Jessica. Flashbacks. Film. No, you don't see his face. You sort of see his face, but it's in shadows. You never actually clearly see his face until Jessica first sees him. Yeah, which is no, he's silhouetted at the end of episode two. Yeah, which is the first time you kind of see him moving when, around talking when he's having. But the first time you see his face clearly is when Jessica first sees him, which I liked because it was kind of like he's in this shadow of memory mm-hmm. until she sees him again, which I really liked. And it makes him like even more than yeah. On top of David Tennant's great performance, it makes him very intimidating. It's the same sort actually... of. It has this um, show has the same sort of clever direction and cinematography that the um, Casino Royale and Skyfall had, which is what was severely lacking from um, the new Bond film, Spectre. Yeah, but, do you want to talk about that? Did we have that last time? I don't think we did, because I don't think I'd that? seen it last time. But no, really keep, keep on Jessica Jones for a bit, because it's awesome. It is awesome, oh, but no, it's, do you know the clever direction in that? That's, I just, I'm going to mention Bond slightly, because this is the best parallel I can show you to why I love them two films and think that, um, Quantum of Solace and um, Spectre. That's how I remember stuff. Just double click and you remember it. It's really good. It's my superpower. <laughs> but now um, it's why them two films are so bad and the other two are so good because the other two have that really clever cinematography and film techniques that Jessica Jones is using fantastically well. Mm-hmm. And it that's what Bond like. There's one good scene which is in the first like ten minutes of um, Bond, so it's not really that much of a spoiler. And it's about a plot point that happened in the last film, so it's definitely not a spoiler, actually. But it shows that Bond is missing M, which is, you know, obvious. But it cl- shows it in a clever way, because, you know, the ugly porcelain dog that she leaves him as a joke, because he hated it, so she leaves it, it to him in his will. That's funny. He has it on his desk in his home, oh. which is, it never directly, like, mentions that he's missing her, but the fact that he hated this porcelain dog, and he now has it on display in his place. That's clever. That's a clever little thing to do in it started off really well, and I was like, good, this is the same sort of clever direction we had in Skyfall, and then it just went downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I would say, it's not as bad, but it's really close to being as bad as Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. It's, I was so disappointed with that film, especially after Skyfall. It's, it's like painting the Mona Lisa, and then vomiting on a canvas for the next piece. It's... Very good, I think. What the... Bring it back to Jessica Jones, Robin. What did you think of the fact that pretty much every character in that is female? Good. All the main characters are female. And I also like yeah. Jessica, the way that she's not waiting for a man. And you're further away again from the microphone, right? So, just going to move it nearer to her. All right, all right. <laughs> but, um, because a lot of... I and mean, this is definitely starting 
to fade away in modern moderner media moderner that's more modern more modern media um i forgot i was saying as i just checked the time <laughs> now yeah um the fact that but the fact that women were very much either there was similar to miss pac-man in games and stuff it's women are either a female version you know like um the fact that Stephanie Brown is known as the female Robin, Robin, yeah, not Robin, uh-huh. like every other Robin is known as Robin, and then she's known as female Robin, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is coming back to video games. Something this is partly a gaming podcast as well. Linkle, and I think it was on Podquisition they mentioned it. So yeah. I'm not gonna like spend too long on it, but well, well, what they basically said was it's clever that they actually gave female Link a name, mm. so everyone doesn't just call her female Link. So she actually is kind she of has, like Linkle has Linkle's personality instead of just female Link's personality, yeah. which is yeah I agree with that and it's I find it's good that Jessica Jones is breaking that but not breaking it in a way that was like sucker punch where it's like oh I hate men and but I'm gonna wear really suggestive clothes because you know really this is aimed at men. Yeah, um, I think the what really struck me about is like I noticed like a lot of the characters. Like pretty much all the characters are female. All the important there's like characters. Two of there's Kilgrave, uh, love interest, um, <laughs> one of the next door neighbors, <laughs> sex interest, and um, <laughs> the drug addict one. Also, this is a game that you definitely shouldn't play. Do not drink every time there's a sex scene in that because if you do, you'll be drunk half an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not sure there are many sex scenes, but yeah. the first one... episode started with one. Did it? Yeah, because it has the guy cheating on his wife. Oh, it does. Yes. Is it introduced to her as a PI? Oh, it does. I forgot how it introduced itself. Now. It did it very well. <laughs> anyway, like the majority female casting basically makes no difference at all to like the story. It's it... pretty interesting how little difference it makes. I have a question going on from this. Do you think that this is going to influence people's opinion? I mean, not massively, but slightly on the new um, Ghostbusters with the all-female cast, because this is mostly an all-female cast, and it's really strong. Like, I don't know. People who are annoyed at the fact that like Ghostbusters and this have like predominantly female casting are the people who are going to be annoyed regardless of how strong a property it is. So like, you can just say but, 4chan if that's what you mean. Yes, yeah, <laughs> 4chan users, basically. But yeah, I'm I'm super hyped about the new Ghostbusters film. Melissa McCarthy is very funny. Kirsten Wigg is very funny. They have some other people in it too. It'll probably be good. <laughs> I hear there's some ghosts in it. Uh-huh. Not also, like, like, not you like... can still watch the old films. It'll be fine. They'll still exist yeah. after this new one. This is something out. I get with games and everything. Because you know there's a lot of remakes now. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is for me, this is very much a problem I have. With, not a problem, but something I have with Tomb Raider. Like, I don't mind the... I, I really don't like the new Tomb Raiders, but the thing is, I don't mind the direction they've gone in because I just won't play them. I like the old Tomb Raiders, so I'm going to play they the old exist. Tomb Raiders. Like, Turns out they still exist. How many good Tomb Raider games do I have to pick from here? Tomb Raider 1, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3, Tomb Raider Legends, Tomb Raider Anniversary, and Tomb Raider the Water one. I forgot what that one's called. <laughs> I never knew what that one was called. But yeah, Atlantis. that's... Can be called something about Atlantis? I forget what it's called, but now... Um, that's six good Tomb Raider games I I have to play, so I can play through like each one of them whenever I want, and mm-hmm. I'm not you know if I leave it like that's six games I can play in a year. If I leave one a year, I'll forgot most of the puzzles, so it'll feel like a fresh game again. And yeah, so I don't like the new Tomb Raider games, so I'm just gonna play the old ones. Okay. 
The only thing that really does bother me about them, this is the thing that's unforgivable, is the fact that they fucking called it just Tomb Raider for the first one. That, that, that is silly. Yeah. It's the third Tomb Raider game, not like Tomb Raider 3, it's the third game called just Tomb Raider. Because there was Tomb Raider on the PS1, Tomb Raider on the GBA, and now there's Tomb Raider, like the new one, the 2014 one. And that's really there's there's it's now a franchise of Tomb Raiders. <laughs> what happens is newest Tomb Raider is now just called like Tomb Raider twenty fourteen or whatever mm. it came out. And then you got Tomb Raider GBA and Tomb Raider one. Yeah. And it's just don't don't call don't, don't call do your name that. Don't do that. It's like um, Mirror's Edge was originally meant to be the new Mirror's Edge, Mirror's Edge Catalyst was Originally meant to be just called Mirror's Edge, which is okay. fucking stupid because it's Mirror's Edge Two. If you've only had <laughs> one game in that series so far, you cannot just call the second one the same as the first one. <laughs> but also, like, everyone's just gonna call it Mirror's Edge Two if you do that. Also, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, like Catalyst, is just one of the most generic names for a game now. Yeah, that's pretty pretty uninspiring. Like, because when I. To be honest, every time I hear the word Catalyst and don't think of a name, I just think of World of Warcraft. Mainly because that's when I was playing World of Cataclysm. Warcraft. Cataclysm. Oh, it's not Catalyst, is it? Is it not Catalyst? Who's Catalysm? Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Yeah, just the world is destroyed. Yeah, I used to play WoW. I don't anymore. I that's, was... even, that's even worse. That's even more generic. I know, but that was, like, that was, like, it lived up to that name. Uh-huh. The entire world was destroyed and reformed. That was one of the best moments well, in gaming sense, history. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Like, I know World of Warcraft isn't as good as it used to be and stuff, it's sort of got slightly outdated now, but Cataclysm is simply one of the most historic moments in gaming, if you ask me, because it changed everything. Yeah. And no games had a shake-up that big. Like, World of Warcraft did that really well. Anyway, we should probably start wrapping up. I had so much more to say, I wanted to talk more about Jessica Jones. Well, we'll be back in two weeks, we're now doing this every two weeks. And oh yeah, yeah, because it's too long. Everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah, I've forgotten about it. So we'll be um talking probably more about Jessica Jones if Kira still wants to talk about that next yeah, week. Probably, it's a good show. Check it out, guys. Yeah, definitely. It's um well, I was going to say it's free on Netflix. We have to pay for Netflix. So <laughs> it's free if you it's pay for it on Netflix. <laughs> but now um definitely worth that's worth checking out. And yeah um. Kira, as as of yet, has no media where she can find where you can find her besides here. Yep. If you want to find more stuff I'm doing, then you'll have to convince me to start doing more stuff. <laughs> but um, my good friend Robin here. I have a let's plays which, you know, they just I just do them to keep myself entertained to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I play um I only play games with female leads because I wanna focus more on I find games have far too much male influence. So I want to try and lead my channel away in the opposite direction, playing games where I can play as female. So, um, yeah, I'll be playing games with female leads. I tend to play only one level, because I don't want to spend ages playing one game. But yeah, I have Let's Plays, so if you want to check them out, they'll be on my website, which is uh, rainbowwriting.co.uk. Or if you search Rainbow Writing on Tumblr, you'll be able to find me, and they will be there. So, And I also have articles and stuff up, so yeah, if you want to check my stuff out, go there. Anything else you want to say? Before we sign up. Yeah, that's a lot I want to say. I want to keep talking about Jessica Jones for Anything you want to say in the form of good and then followed by bye. Uh, Alright, good. Uh, well, bye everyone. See you next time in a fortnight. <laughs> Later, sweeties. Bye. Bye. bye now. Okay, take care.